Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Like the very perfection of art to cover her weakness. And so may I on my deathbed, my bonnie man. As I was saying, I've had much, much to do in my generation, Edgar, and so will you. She smoothed his hand between her own, caressing it, and looking at him always with a smile. "'And you may say it's been for little, little enough,' she went on. "'Ah, when my bairns were bairns, how muckle I thought of them. I toiled and I toiled, and rose up early and lay down late, I thinking they must come to mar than common folk. It was vanity, mister, vanity. I can that will. You need not shake your head. God be praised. It's no I in a moment. You'll find out the like of that. But I'm telling you, Edgar, to strengthen your heart. They're just decent men and decent women, nor more, and I've great, great reason to be thankful. And it's you, my bonny man, the seed that fell by the wayside. None of my training, none of my nourishing. Ah, uh, how the Lord mon smile at us whiles, she added, slowly one lingering tear running over her eyelid. And our vain hopes, no laugh, he's o'er tender for that. "'Or we, brother,' said Edgar, penetrated by sympathetic understanding of the long-concealed, half-fantastic pang of wounded love and pride, which all these years had wrung silently the high heart now so near being quieted for ever. She could smile now at her own expectations and vanities, but what pathos was in the smile? "'We must not put emotions like our own into his mind that's over all,' said the old minister, smiling or weeping's no for him. "'Ah!' "'But I cannot see that,' said the old woman. "'Would he be kinder down yonder by the Sea of Tiberius "'than he is up there in his own house?' "'It's a hame that the general heart's eye kindest, minister. "'Mony a day I've wondered if it might not be just like our own lock, "'that Sea of Galilee, the hills about, and the white towns, "'as it might be Loch Arrakhead, though it's more grey than white, "'and the fishing cobbles. "'But I'm wandering, I'm wandering. "'Edgar, my bonny man, you're tired and hungry. "'Go down the stair and get a rest and something to eat.' Little though Edgar was disposed to resume the strange relationship which linked him to the little party of homely people in the farm parlor, with whom he felt so little sympathy, he had no alternative but to obey. The early dinner was spread when he got downstairs, and a large gathering of the family assembled round the table. All difference of breeding and position disappear, we are fond of saying, in a common feeling. A touch of nature makes the whole world kin. But Edgar felt, I am afraid, more like the unhappy parson at tithing-time, in Cowper's verses, than any less prosaic hero. With whimsical misery he felt the trouble of being too fine for his company, he the least fine of mortal men. Margaret, upon whom his eye lingered almost lovingly, as she appeared among the rest, a lily among briars, was not ill at ease as he was, 
perhaps to tell the truth she was more entirely at her ease than when she had sat on her guard and very anxious not to commit any solecism at lady mary's table to commit a solecism was the bugbear which had always been held before her by her brother whose fears on this account made his existence miserable but here margaret felt the sweetness of her own superiority without being shocked by the homeliness of the others she had made a hurried visit to her grandmother and had cried and had been comforted and was now smiling softly at them all full of content and pleasant anticipations jeanie who never left her grandmother was not present the campbells the mccalls and the murrays formed the company speaking low yet eating heartily who thus waited for the death which was about to take place above i never thought you would have got away so easy said mrs campbell i would scarcely let your uncle write how can she leave charles and come such a far gate maybe just for an hour or two i said but here you are margaret notwithstanding all my doubts you'll have plenty of servant-maids and much confidence in them that you can leave so easily from a new place we are not in our house yet and we have no servant said margaret charles is in lodgings with a very decent person it was easy enough to get away lodgings are awful expensive said mrs mccall i'm sure when we were in lodgings mr mccall and me the exhibition year i dare not tell what it cost you should get into a house of your own a doctor is never anything thought of without a house of his own i hope you found the information correct said robert campbell addressing edgar the woman at dalmally minded the couple fine it was the same name as your odd friend yonder and he pointed with his thumb over his left shoulder to denote england or arden or the world in general one of the family perhaps yes oh i want to spy into no secrets things of this kind are often turning up they may say what they like against our scotch law but it prevents villainy now and then that's certain were you interested for the man or the leddy if it's a fair question for it all depends upon that in neither of them said edgar it was a third party whom they had injured that i cared for when is jeanie's brother expected back he may come either the day or the morn said mrs mccall i wish she was here for mother's very weak do you not think she's weaker since the morning i thought her looking just wonderful when i saw her first but at twelve o'clock what did the doctor think he cannot tell more than the rest of us said james murray's wife she's going fast that's all that can be said and then there was a little pause and everybody looked sad for the moment they almost brightened up however when some hasty steps were heard overhead and suspended their knives and forks and listened excitement of this kind is hard to support for a stretch nature longs for a crisis even when the crisis is more terrible than their mild sorrow could be supposed to be when it appeared however that nothing was about to happen and the steps overhead grew still again they all calmed down and resumed their dinner which was an alleviation of the tedium she's made all the necessary disposition said james murray's wife interrogatively my man is coming by the next steamer know that there can be very muckle to divide nothing but odd napery and the odd sticks of furniture it will bring very little and the cow said robert campbell jean likes the beast so we were thinking of making an offer for the cow you'll no think i'm wanting to get anything by my mother's death said mrs mccall for i'm real well off the lord be thanked with a good man and the bairns doing well i would rather give than take if there was any occasion but robert his eye had a great notion of the old clock on the stairs there's a song about it that one of the lassies sings i would like that to keep the bairns in mind of their granny she's been a kind granny to them all she put her handkerchief to her eyes and margaret and jeanie mccall cried a little the rest of the company shook their heads and assented in different tones real good and kind good and kind to everybody o'er good to some that little deserved it was the general burden for the family could not but have its subdued fling at family 
even in this moment of melancholy accord. "'You are forgetting,' said Edgar, "'the only one of the family who is not provided for. "'What my grandmother leaves should be for little Jeanie. "'She is the only helpless one of all.' "'At this there was a little murmur round the table of general objection. "'Jeanie has had far more than her share already,' said one. "'She's no more to Granny than all the rest of the barons,' cried another. "'Robert Campbell, the only other man present, raised his voice and made himself heard. "'Jeanie will never want,' he said. "'Here's her brother come back. "'No very much of a man, but still with heart enough in him to keep her from wanting.' Willie's but a roving lad, but the very rovingness of him is good for this, that he'll not marry, and Jeanie will have a support, till she gets a man, which is eye on the cards for such a bonny lass. This was said with more than one meeting. Edgar saw Margaret's eyelashes flutter on her cheek, and she moved a little uneasily, as though unable to restrain all evidence of a painful emotion. Just at this moment, however, a shadow darkened the window. Margaret, more keenly on the watch than any one, lifted her eyes suddenly, and rising to her feet, uttered a low cry. A young man in sailor's dress came into the room with a somewhat noisy greeting. "'What? All of you here! What luck!' he cried. "'But where's Granny?' He had to be hushed into silence, and to have all the circumstances explained to him, while Jeanie McCall, half reluctant to go, was sent upstairs to call her cousin and namesake, and to take her place as nurse for the moment. Edgar called her back softly, and offered himself for this duty. He cast a glance at the returned prodigal as he left the room. The brother for whom Jeanie had taken him, and whom everybody had acknowledged his great likeness to. Edgar looked at him with mingled amusement and curiosity, to see what he himself must look like. Perhaps Willie had not improved during his adventurous cruise. Edgar did not think much of himself as reflected in his image, and how glad he was to escape from his uncle and his aunt, and their family talk, to the stillness and loftier atmosphere of the death-chamber upstairs. End of chapter 20